Yep, it's a stupidly small podcast this Friday. Thank God it's Friday, the 20th of March 2015. I'm Stuart. Hello. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart. I'm not going to ask you how you are, but how are you? Correct. Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Hey? Thanks for not asking. Got around that. Yeah, no, you did. Very Was. skillfully and artfully. Yes. Well, I'm a bit, uh, I was going to say creepy. <laughs> a bit. Um, You've actually physically got your eyes closed at the moment. I feel a bit like I've been run over, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting that vibe. I'm all right. I'm all right. right. But it's just hard. Yeah, life gets you down. So it's lucky. Oh. No, no, still right side of the bed, still bounding out. Mm-hmm. But it's lucky yes. that we have someone like yourself here in the stupidly small podcast studios. Yes. Because you're able to answer some of life's questions that oh, I accumulate. Really? We're almost tossing the, the script out. But you know what? What are you talking about? I don't well, Am I about to be well, no. put on the spot? Well, you're not going to be put on the spot. But I, I should thank the podcast sponsor. It's, a, it's their last day. So before we go any further, yes. without further ado, yes. the Flying Calamari Brothers. Now, the Flyings, as we've you know, dubbed them. We, we've, we've dubbed them. We've dubbed them that, well, would, we? would you call them the Flyings or the Kellers or the Bros? Uh, Help me The out. Kellers I like. All right, the Kellers. Do you? I thought that was the, the, weaking, the weakest link. <laughs> That's why, because it's kind of weird. All right, the Kellers. They've been our stupidly <laughs> small podcast sponsor this week. Now they're, well, perhaps the Flying Kellers. The Flying Callers. What about yeah. the Flying Brothers? Flying Brothers. No, look, let's just call them what they are. The, the flying, flying Calamari Brothers. brothers. That's right. Because it's the best name. I reckon it's one of, them, one of the better business names. The Do flying, you? Yeah. The Flying Calamari Brothers. It's just so evocative. What does it evoke? An image of two or maybe three, maybe more, brothers hmm. flying with, with kind of efficient intent hmm. from fresh... Calamari well, they are to you. Yeah. Oh, well, Lauren, very well put because they pound, they pound out of our sea here. Yeah. Right. They catch them. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the Calamari brothers are down at the end of the pier catching their own calamari every day because they sell so much calamari. Right. That uh, I reckon they employ you know, like young children to go down with well, their fishing. Well, perhaps there are a hundred brothers. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Because we can never get enough of the Flying Calamari Brothers Calamari. Right. We'll give you a full details of where they're going to be this weekend at the end of the show. But thank you to them. And you can find them at flyingcalamaribrothers.com.au. You've got just out of bed voice. Oh, it's, it's, no, I've got a pain in my chest. So um. I think, <laughs> yeah, my left arm's. No, oh. um, no I, I, it's just, um, sorry about that. I'm not telling you to apologise. Mm. I'm saying you do have get just got out of bed voice. Sometimes it takes a while to, for just to, got out of bed voice to turn into normal day voice. I just got out of bed like an hour and a half ago though. It's, oh, okay. it's not. Well, no, this it's is it. Taking... This is today's voice. Okay. All you right. know how my voice does sort of uh, fluctuate. fluctuate. Yeah, it, it does. goes from not working to um, Demis Roussos. You know, like it's got. <laughs> I don't even know what that scale means now, Lauren. Yes. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. It's Friday. People have got to get on with their weekend. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hello. I've got a few questions for you. You are, and it's acknowledged, you are the brains of this operation, right? No, you don't set me up like that, thank you. Before you ask me a bunch of questions, I'm not going to know the answer so As to. you've just admitted, you're the brains of this operation. Because an <laughs> idiot would have answered, of course I am. Like, I would have gone, yep, I am. But you... See? What are the questions? About this is right. not making me comfortable. It's yeah. easy. It's not personal. But yeah. it's it's life's questions that need to be answered. Mm. All right? Yeah. And the first one. How do you know? All right, how do you know mm. when you're a bad judge? Now 
Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You know, like I I do things in life that, that constantly leaves me open for criticism or uh, judgment. Yeah. Right? So how do I know that if I, if I, for instance, put some food on a plate Yeah. That I and I think it's great, Yeah. how do you know if you've just got no idea? Or when it comes to fashion or music or you style. Know this is where that thing that we always are going on about um, happens, where if you live in a bubble where you never ask yourself that question mm. and you never take critique and criticism of any kind is considered an outrageous affront to your a personality. Bugbear, a bugbear of both of ours. Yeah. Where criticism is considered a negative. Yeah, when, when, if, when offering you know, constructive critique is, uh, you know, outrageous and Mm. how very dare you get out of my life, Mm -hmm. then you can kind of assume if somebody's behaving like that, then they're they're not exactly contemplating whether or not they're making the right decisions. Whereas if you're a consultative type of person and you say, like, for instance, when I went to your restaurant, Restaurant. um, (laughs) you said to me, uh, but barely had I put my fork down. And you said, what do you think? Honestly, tell me what you think, honestly. Don't tell me. I, I really want to know, honestly. Honestly, tell me what you think. What did, you, what did your mum think? What did you, like, mm. the whole, now that indicates to me, that is like the number one, you know, that's the number one indicator that if your, that your judgment is going to be, because it's been shaped over time by different people's telling, giving you feedback, mm. it's going to be a more robust kind of opinion however mm. having said that right. tasting music whatever what you're not right nobody's people? right you know like do you, do you ever go through and just tend to choose the wrong people for friends or colleagues like and just think how did i even know, yeah. didn't see that coming yeah i've done that right yeah uh some people are really deceptively kind of you know that if friends when you think about it friends it's such a weird concept because when you meet someone it's usually a circumstance that throws you together. Right. So, like, say you meet at school. Yeah. Well, you're meeting at school. And then, like, 20 years later, you're like, why am I friends with this person? Like, oh, Good morning to Lauren's friends no. from school. <laughs> no, my friends from school, um, that's not because I've kept them, you see. The ones that have sort of dropped away along the way because I, the circumstances were what made us friends and the fact that we could giggle about X, Y, Z and we mm. didn't discuss, you know, what we thought about the world at large or anything like that. And so y- you can get quite far into a friendship before you realise, oh, hang on, <laughs> there are a few fundamentals here that seem to be missing. Mm. But having said that, if you see somebody... Like, you know, uh, a mate of mine used to say um, that she'd look around and she'd go, how did, how did those two people find each other? Because in a good it, way or a negative? In a great way right. because those two people over there ha- have obviously got not a lot in common with us. Like they're wearing different clothes, they listen to different music, they like different stuff, they're whatever, but they found each other. Like that's what the world is. Like it's big enough it's a constant that search. you can... Well, it's big enough that like the person who drives you completely insane mm. will be able to find somebody somewhere to have a connection with. Mm. Don't well, you reckon? Well, yes. But that's, is that when you, you find like uh, serial killers find each other? 
Like Fred and Rosemary West. Like how do yeah. people like Total, this that's find I mean. each other? That's it. You know, like, hello, I'm Fred. Hello, I'm Rosemary. Yeah. By the way, I like to cut people up and bury them under my house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so do I. How and does, had they had know? they not met, had, they, had each of them met somebody else, maybe that wouldn't have been encouraged in them or whatever. Well, I don't think Fred had much of a chance. No. Uh, have you ever read his story? No, not enough detail. Excuse me. I had to stop. Okay, it's one of those books where you can't even read. You love the serial killer. No, I don't. Don't you? Isn't a serial killer or a psychopath? You're interested in psychopaths. I have, I have an interest in psychos. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, that's more <laughs> a, a reflection thing, you know, like just making sure. I think I think, I think um, being interested in psychopaths is, is fair enough. You know, um, you know that whole thing of like are uh, uh, CEOs – a lot of CEOs and a lot of companies could be classified psychopaths. Psych- people test. say that about our prime minister, even. You know, yeah. I mean, but they say a lot of things about our prime minister. But <laughs> yeah, they they show tendencies like the he's, selfish. He's, he's a classic, isn't he? Did you yeah. see him yesterday talking about metadata? Oh, it was probably the day before, actually. Oh, so see, was, there's a news story every half a day. Oh, it really is. Something it's about hilarious. everyone going off at him eating onions or oh, something. Yeah, what was what onions. is this? because oh, he thinks he's you know he's the Russian. He think he does. He thinks he's Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, but no, he he said in a, he he said in a, like a press conference proudly that he used to be a journalist and he didn't worry about metadata, and uh, <laughs> every, everybody was like, "But hang on, Did when were you exist? a journalist? In exactly in the eighties before the internet? Like just a classic. Is he a classic? Like wow. But How is he an you? idiot? Like, well, what's this whole? Explain to me what a Rhodes Scholar is, because <laughs> seriously, I'm thinking I might apply that. <laughs> seriously, no. So a Rhodes Scholar. I mean, look, you can if you. Uh, he obviously did. He obviously did well academically at you know that sort of like whatever. He, what did he study? Did he study law? Uh, I no, I thought he yeah. went to the seminary, but I suppose that's a different thing anyway. Yeah, it's, but anyway. Road scholarships, by the way, I have a little no knowledge. This is about, oh. I'm about to say a whole lot of things I don't really, but I, I, I think with, I think it's a road scholarship and if it's not, it's something similar where it was kind of set up to enable, uh, you know, kids who were brilliant and who probably didn't have access to stuff to go and be brilliant and become kind of brilliant on an international he scale. He had access though. He wasn't from a tough But this place. is the thing. Right. Now they, um, because they don't have a kind of you have to be poor element to them mm. um, and because they require things like road scholarship, it's not just like did you do well in your test scores and stuff or your exam test scores, God, I'm American. Um, did you do well in your exams? Did you do well in your essays, blah, blah, mm. blah. It's have you volunteered X many hours per week for the last 10 years, including while you were at high school? Mm. And have you uh, been the captain of a sporting club? And have you? It's about being a well-rounded sort of citizen of the world. But nowadays, you kind of can't be that if you also have a job at Seven Eleven. Mm. You know, um, so it's so for people like him who mm. he can go and do, you know, uh, what. Really? Uh, <laughs> I was blaming you for that text message and it wasn't you. It was a random phone left in room that was it's neither not even of one ours. of ours. I know. <laughs> who buys the slab in that instance? No, remember we were told that the person who mentioned the slab. Oh, what have I done? You get to get us a slab. Yeah, but you don't drink, so. No, but it was that it? 
It was whoever mentions the slab because that's a because that's a cliche, cliche, and a thing people do when they think they're cool. Um, the slab is a pretty uh, outdated form method. of exchange. Yeah, I yeah. think the slab has had its day. We should say to people who don't know what we're talking about that when a text message goes off, um, you know, there's this old rule of oh, you owe us a slab. slab. Um, and we thought that we that was so silly that whoever mentioned it next time got punished in some way that I can't recall. Oh well, had to get us a slab maybe. Nah, that wouldn't have, that wouldn't have made sense. We wouldn't be, we wouldn't uh, trade in slabs. No, hmm. yeah, well, but it has finished. Someone There's, might remember the slab has finished as a method as a type of currency. We're, you think? I think today we've buried it officially. You reckon? There's no more trading in a slab. You don't think so? No, but what has what can replace it though? Well. I don't know. It seems a bit dated now. And a slab... A bottle of wine often gets... You know, you often get, oh, thanks so much for doing that thing for free for us. Here's a bottle of nice I, wine. Yeah, that's a bit better. I'll take that. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like the difference between getting um, a Fabergé, a, a bottle of Fabergé yeah. and a bottle of uh, Poison. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know? Do you remember uh, Poison? Yeah. Was it Christian a- Dior? I don't, I don't know. My mum used to wear poison all the time. The house always smelled like poison. And anytime someone overseas would be getting a bottle of poison, bottle of poison duty free. Really? Oh, uh, yes. That was Poison City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you just talking about? You've completely thrown Slabs. Slabs. Oh, yeah. I have to, for work. I oh, I left Road Scholar back then. Road Scholar, yeah, whatever. My point is, I think that you need, you actually need to be privileged to get one nowadays. Right. You know? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, and I, I, as I said, that the disclaimer that goes with that is I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have to get for work for 11 people bottles today. of wine. Oh, this week, okay. whatever. Um, bottles, yeah, <laughs> that would be today, Lauren. Um, 11 <laughs> bottles of wine. So one for each of 11 people. Why? Uh, as presents, thank you for doing all this work for us. Do you have to pay for, for them? free in the budget oh, at right. work? I do. Um, What's your budget per bottle? Well, this is the thing: the person who used to be in the job didn't put a budget in and said, "Get them from the extra stock that we have lying around at work." Because mm. sometimes we have the odd bottle of wine. Went in there. There are bottles of wine in there, but they're ten bucks. They're like, you know. The ten buck bottles of wine, yeah. and these people are like judges, literal like judges in courts. You, you don't know? want to give a gift <laughs> you know? to someone that's going to go wow, oh, wow. and then throw it in the bin, that or give the it worst. to their kids or something. Like, totally, this, this wine is so bad. I'm giving it to my child. So now know? I have to buy like an expensive hmm. bottle of wine in a budget that I don't. Anyway, so now I'm like, oh, you know, it's big like, problems. I, well, no, it's just it's just funny that you say the bottle of wine. Well, that we're saying the bottle of wine is now a form of currency, but there is a now there is a sliding scale, and I think everybody kind of knows enough about wine mm. to know when you don't. You reckon when you're given a cheap bottle of wine, you go, "Oh yeah, no, that that wasn't a yeah, no. that wasn't that that my work wasn't worth that much to them." Don't so, you think? Yeah, you know what you do. You need to find a small batch wine that's not expensive that. They mightn't have heard of and they're prepared to give oh, I'll give it a try. Right, okay. And there was this great one, this and guy. You'd have a tip. This is exactly why I told this <laughs> to you. Yeah. No, but there was this guy in Adelaide who used to be the um the winemaker. He did all the Penfolds Grange. Yeah. And he got to a certain age and he decided that he just wanted to make his own little wines. Yeah. You know, in his own little patch somewhere yeah. in South Australia. 
And something like that, I can't remember the guy's name, but I bought a box of the Pinot Noir uh, a while back and it was only at about 15 bucks a bottle. But yeah. it was lovely and it sold out, like sold whatever he released just sells out straight away. Yeah. Because it's quite nice and priced quite well. So if you can surprise someone with okay. a wine All right. that, um, you know, it's very easy to go and buy such and such, blah, 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 that everyone knows and it's, it's everywhere and they make 20 million bottles yeah. of it. But if you can source something that might be expensive, that might be okay to drink they've not heard of before, then you've... It requires you've, a level of knowledge I lack. <laughs> no, you've got to speak to someone that knows. Oh, that's what I'll do. Mm. I'll ring up some, like, wine-obsessed person. And something that can, you can pair well with calamari, I think, would work. Right, excellent. Stupid. Stuart. I only asked you one question then, but anyway. Well, you can ask me more. No, we've got to get on with the no, show. It's Friday. You Shh. can ask me more. Shh. Okay, pepper me with questions whenever you like. Right, yeah. Um, I was just going to tell you that we're bad people. Oh. I know. It's Friday. I'm sorry to break this to you, but we are bad How so? people. What have I done now? So, you will recall, listeners may recall, that uh, Anna... Who is our now? Is she actually our Canberra correspondent? I don't think she is. No, she's just a Canberra uh, citizen. Well, yeah, and a Canberrian. A Canberrian likes to write to us in the old-fashioned way. She does. She writes beautiful letters. She handwrites them, and um, she is has handwritten us too. Mm-hmm. Now they always tend to praise you. Yeah, she's excellent. She's got. She's a woman of We're refined taste. Speaking about taste. judgment, she might. She mightn't have a developed judgment just yet. You don't think? No, she might have a very good critical ear. Mm. Is what I'm thinking about. Yes, Anna. I suspect she may be gifted in that area. But uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. so Anna is excellent in every way, and we always say this. And she's made our day several times now. Twice. Yeah, and uh, on both occasions, uh, we've said to her, "We can't wait." To write back to oh, her. Oh, we're going to be writing back to Anna. Immediately, this weren't we? a special one. We're going to be on the pen and paper. Yeah. Hmm. How are you going with that? Did you do – you didn't do that? I don't do that. This is what do you mean, I don't do that? No wonder she likes me better. At least well, I have the right. intention. <laughs> write to someone that's going to bag me out. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. Mm. Um, by the way, she mm. didn't bag you out. She said it was, she was very sorry that your boat sank. That's true. She's she a said very, with a smirk. Oh, she did not. Mm. Anyway, Anna, I am so sorry. Uh, I have been like the most busy person in the world and haven't had a chance. She even wrote to us, I think on the a website. Reminder email. Yeah. Hello. Can you forget please to write, write to back me. to me? That's fair enough. So uh, Lauren's going to do that today. No, stop that, Stuart. I have the busiest day. You've just heard off air about how busy today. my day is going to be. Oh my you know, now, Anna, look, enough. I've got to send this. This is, this is something I was going to ask Lauren, but maybe I can direct it towards Anna. Mm-hmm. You know, I was watching something on the television recently. Yeah. And it had these uh, bunks. Right? As in bunk beds? Not bunks, huh. monks. Oh, monks. Okay, huh? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They had these bunks. Oh, I didn't know where you were going. Yeah, no, monks. monks. And you know how the monks do that scratchy, scratchy? No. They have like a coloured stick. Oh yeah. And they make massive murals that take days and days and weeks. Do they? And they they just scratch the pat. They're just all leaning over in a circle, and they lean, and they're just scratching um, the stick. and they're creating just. Uh, a powder, right? Wow. From, and all different colours and they make these beautiful murals. Wow. And then um, the head monk, or whatever he's called, comes along when it's finished and just sweeps it, gets rid of it. It takes them forever to do and then it's supposed to prove something, right? It's supposed to prove that. 
I love that you haven't remembered the message. <laughs> What's it supposed well, to prove? I had my own message and I'm just right. thinking, man, like, you know, Heather Helping, patience is a virtue. Yeah. Like, I think it's just too hard. Patience yeah. itself is too hard. <laughs> yes, I've noticed that you think that. <laughs> what do you mean? Don't you think? Like, well, well, I think that sort of thing. Is, is there space now in this, time, in this day and age? Yeah. And this is why I direct this to Anna, yeah. to the young person on the way up. Yeah. Is there time now for patience? Yeah. Really? How? I mean, look. Don't you get left? If you're patient, right, you, you get you're, left behind. you're second. You're left behind. Yeah. You know? It goes hand in hand with that selfishness thing. Do you know? I think that having, that be, having a patient, doing a thing that requires patience hmm. can be quite um, like, so if you have to hang out with, not have to, but if you hang out with a small person, a right. child under the age of 10 or something, mm. chances are if you're doing that for an extendo period of time, you're going to have to be patient at some point. You're going to have to sit down on the f- footpath with chalk and colour in a square for 20 minutes. No. And you're going to be going, oh, I could be doing so many more things with my time. But you have to just let it go. That's your job. And as soon as you let it go... It's amazing how like actually quite lovely it is to sit there and do nothing with no purpose whatsoever. Like to have to not be striving is quite a nice thing. Like if you turn it around like that and stop thinking about it as mm. this is like the meters running in the taxi mm. and start thinking um like I can I can do this quite repetitive thing and just watch watch it be repetitive. Like, you know, watch the kind of... Really? Yeah. So how, how can we relate these two examples to Anna? So we say, Anna, yeah. st- sit down. Oh, be patient. Are you telling her to be patient and pa- re- waiting well, for my letter? if we start teaching the young people yeah. to be patient the early young on... <laughs> the young people. If you're a teenager, you're young to me. Yeah, but if you, know, you I say... I realised recently that I've clicked into a next level. Like I, I've bro- I break life up into four... Uh, sections, right? Yeah. I'm in section two now. Right. Um, and I realize, you know how you you realize that? How? It's when, because you know, there's a time in your life when you just, you just know what's going down. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what's cool. Yeah. You know what the kids are saying, uh, or <laughs> the, the us are saying. Yeah. You know, and um, you're on top of it, and, and people will go, God, I didn't know that was a thing, and you think, How did you not know that? Right, 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 right. right. And then it was. It's only recently that I've noticed in my day-to-day dealings that I wouldn't have a clue what younger people are. Like someone twenty years younger than myself now is yeah. still old enough to drink, but I would say they're an adult. Yeah. Or drive a car. I should. Say. I know. You know every, <laughs> like not everything revolves around <laughs> source. Yes. But um, I don't have a clue. I wouldn't. I can. You know, yeah. they all talk about whiz bar and dim dim and whatever. Whiz bar and dim dim. Yeah, you know, like these wow. new programs. These and stuff. new fatted things. <laughs> whiz bar and dim dim sounds like a, a UK kids um, children's character. <laughs> it but, does. <laughs> uh, but I cannot, for the life of me now, and I, I've realised that it doesn't matter. You get on with your own path. Well, you always did. I mean, you never probably understood the generations above you properly. You I know. did. No, I pretty much had it all locked down <laughs> at twenty. But now, I think that's so the you arrogance lose of knowledge, youth, my friend. Mm. Mm. But anyway, I, th- I thought Anna. Yeah. If there's something we can teach you, it's patience. And I think uh, she's been very patient. And by another the thing way. is, but good things come to those who wait as well. Oh God, do they really? 
Can we promise good things? <laughs> well, you're writing it, so it's going to be a good thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll Great. send a photo of you and you can write it. What do you mean photo of me? You don't like, have any photos of me. No, no. I'll take one, like an A10, whatever, and like with you with the headphones on and the microphone, you can uh, say, to Anna, keep on pottying or whatever. Keep on pottying? Yeah, Lauren. Lauren Clark. She's really small. Don't you think? I think you should get In that fact, grin off your face. If anyone and would like. Oh, no, don't listen, be ridiculous. Sign, no, no, I think we should do sign eight, are they eight by tens or whatever the, the no, famous No, we're not doing is. any such thing. You know we what you need? We should do sign eight by, with them, I'll do it with you. Consent. With the microphone. Oh, you'll do it with you. Oh, great. And uh, we'll sign. We'll sign. Not going to happen. The stupidly small sign. Like if you want for your cafe. Watch how nobody will respond to this. <laughs> totally. <laughs> you, seriously. That's the embarrassing thing about what you've just said. No, but they have to write to us is what, to get one. Yeah, that's so what I'm it, saying. I'm no making it so hard. But I think oh, you reckon that's what it is, barrier to entry. <laughs> I think what you might find is who on earth would want anything of the kind? Stupid. What is in your phone, Stuart? Oh, we started Farrell. with that. Okay. What is in your phone? Well, look, Lauren, it, it's, I don't want to bring the tone down too much, but we had a little story at the end of yesterday's show about the British Airways flight that was turned around by a super dump and yes. all that. You know, and it's yeah. done the rounds and it's been hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But there seems to be a lot of that sort of chat. And in my phone, it was a, I had a bit of, uh, there was a, ch- a big angry chat going on with a lot of people online about the merits of, a, of tradespeople. Mm. Coming into your home and doing what that person did on the uh, British Airways flight, and whether or not that is de rigueur, and apparently yeah. that is quite common. That uh, and then so the arguments stem from well, that's disgusting and should never happen in your house. To what what are you talking about? The person was using a room in your house that it was designed for. Yeah. So where and also you they're fall? working their bums off <laughs> on your. Uh, house, aren't they? For well, hours at a time. What are they supposed to bring a portaloo every time they come and <laughs> I don't, look, I fix don't your know. decking or whatever? I don't know. I'm just saying it really ignited some pretty hot debate. On what? On Facebook. Just between some people that you know? Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> What's your position on it, Pharrell? I would prefer not. Mm. Um, but the argument that the person was putting forward about it. Being that's what it's there for uh, is very hard one to dismiss. It's pretty hard to dismiss. What's your take on it and then we'll move on? Well, I think uh, – so I know somebody who does – what does he do? Landscape gardening or something. He does some kind of, um, you know, thing where he has to – where he comes around to your house basically. And he's got three rules. Don't – clean your boots. Yeah. So don't leave footprints anywhere. Um, don't listen to terrible music. Uh-huh. And what's the other one? Da, 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 da. Oh, be on time. Uh-huh. Like if you do those things, you are like a god of all tradespeople. Yeah. Because nobody does all of those three things together. All right. So what's that got so, to do with what we're talking about? So if you do those things, you're less likely to be the kind of person who goes and takes a steamer in someone's house. Steamer. All right. Well, it's Friday. They're just good rules to live by. I'll tell you anyway, one thing that yes. I don't like, and, and uh, it's quite an Asian thing to do, is uh, steam calamari. Now, I, I look at like, a piece of calamari and I go, why would you want to steam this thing? Do people steam calamari? Yeah, of course oh. I do. Okay. 
but it's not it's it's all rubbery and it feels like garbage in your mouth and it just doesn't have it you know the best way to have a bit of calamari How, what Stu? tell me fried quickly <laughs> and then you put in a cone yeah with a cos lettuce leaf and you season it to perfection and yeah. then if you like you can add a little lemon juice or um, some sort of aioli perhaps i'm gonna miss this sponsor because your descriptions of these make me hungry every well, day it's only the truth i speak of the truth and it's the flying calamari brothers that have been this week's stupidly small podcast sponsor and there's two places you can find them this weekend. So if you listen to this, as some people have been telling me, like on, on catch up, mm-hmm. you're going to miss out. But mm. you can head to flyingcalamarybrothers.com.au and find time. out that yeah, and find out where they're going to be. Because I would highly recommend you getting a cone. But this weekend, this weekend, Saturday, Emu Plains Market, nine a.m. to two p.m. at the Balnaring Racecourse. Mm. Right, head down there, pick up some wonderful bits of junk. And then finish off with a calamari. Sunday, Flemington Market. Lauren's favourite market. Flemington Market. I didn't say that, but they said it was a good one. Down at the Flemington Racecourse, 8am to 1pm. Pick yourself up a cone of calamari and tell them that stupidly small sent you. Anyway, we thank the Flying Calamari Brothers for being this week's stupidly small podcast sponsor. We've loved having you on board, as we have with every business that decides they'd like to partner up with us because it, it's just nice absolutely no, what a great excellent. way to describe it it's just nice yeah that was really inspiring yeah. i was uh, about to ovate <laughs> until you said that no. but thanks guys and uh get your calamari on this weekend delicious mm. uh what about you Stu? will i be seeing you on monday or what's monday i don't know I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's Friday. I'll see you back here on Monday, correct? Oh, yes. Yes, sorry. And uh, don't forget, you can find us online right across the board. And even come and say hi. We don't. haven't been doing voicemails a bit lately. No, that's true. So get in touch and we will be seeing you on Monday, Stu Farrell. Monday it is. Monday. Look forward to it. Have a great weekend, Loz, and I'll see you soon. You too, Farrell. Look forward to that calamari. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Bye-bye.